0: Yesterday morning, the Wall Street Journal broke some major news about Microsoft. The company was making an acquisition — a big one. — The deal news of the morning, Activision being bought by Microsoft. — Activision Blizzard, a huge leader in video game development. — This would be Microsoft's largest acquisition ever and the biggest cash-funded takeover since the start of the pandemic. This deal will make Microsoft the world's third-largest gaming company, and it's willing to pay big for that position, $75 billion. How big of a deal is a $75 billion deal in gaming?
1: It's gargantuan. It is market-shifting.
0: That's our colleague Aaron Tilley. He covers Microsoft. And he says with its gargantuan deal the company is sending a loud message about its gaming ambitions.
1: Microsoft has had a interesting strategy it's been rolling out for the past few years. It is essentially trying to create the Netflix for gaming. Activision is really the latest iteration of this strategy to build the ultimate gaming subscription platform.
0: Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Wednesday, January 19th. Coming up on the show, Microsoft's $75 billion bet on Activision. This episode is brought to you by Canva. When your work looks good, you look good. So create all the stunning presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos you need with Canva. Start with one of the designer-made templates or jump ahead with the power of AI. It's a real time saver and anybody can use it. Whatever department you work in, whatever you need, Canva will help you get it done and make it look fantastic. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. Tap the banner to learn more. Microsoft made its name on the PC, but for decades, it's also been a big player in the gaming world. So when did Microsoft first get into gaming?
1: A long time ago, back in 2001, when they first came out with the first Xbox.
0: Bill Gates unveiled it on stage with Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
1: You may have been wondering what this draped device was here. Uh, This is the Xbox. And so uh, for the first time, let me now unveil... Xbox. Earlier than that, they had game studios where they developed Microsoft Flight Simulator. Windows was a major place where gamers would play their games. So it certainly is part of their past. But up until, I'd say, the past few years, it's always been sort of, I guess, a side business. And it hasn't achieved the same level of recognition, something like their cloud and their Office 365 productivity applications have.
0: It was a side business until about 2014. That year, Satya Nadella became the new CEO of Microsoft, and he got a taste for just how much potential the company's gaming business had.
1: Soon after Satya took over in 2014, they acquired Mojang, the Swedish company that makes Minecraft for $2.5 billion dollars. I think that surprised quite a lot of people. And with that acquisition, it did quite well. It's a really successful acquisition for them. It's continued to become a cultural force and making tons of money. And I think that showed Satya that there is quite a big opportunity for Microsoft here.
0: The gaming industry is huge and growing. And after the success of Minecraft, Nadella wanted to do more to take advantage of that expanding market. His strategy was to build a new gaming platform, something he called the Netflix for Games.
1: Our goal is to be able to have essentially a Netflix for games uh, so that we can have the game subscriptions that people can use across all of the devices they play in. What does he mean by that? Satya means that people will consume games. Soon, just like they consume any other media these days, like on Netflix, you pay a monthly fee and you watch as many TV and shows you want. You binge them all you want. And that's where he sees gaming heading.
0: Why hasn't that happened already?
1: So the technology piece has been the main hindrance behind growth and adoption of cloud gaming technologically it's extremely difficult and intensive to deliver a video game over the internet you need immediate reaction times you know you press a button and you need to see something in milliseconds on screen with TV, movies, music, you don't need that immediate feedback with with gaming you do. So delivering that similar experience over the cloud is is really difficult. And technologically, we haven't been there yet.
0: But Microsoft was betting it had an edge because of its massive cloud computing business.
1: They invest billions and billions every year on this infrastructure. So they're building more data centers closer to you where they can more quickly deliver cloud gaming to consumers.
0: In 2017, Microsoft debuted the service it hoped would become the Netflix for games. It's called Game Pass. And its goal is to transform how people get and play games. People like Aaron. Are you a gamer?
1: I am my whole life.
0: And what game are you playing a lot of these days?
1: Right now, I'm getting ready for Elden Ring that's coming out next month so I'm playing From Software's previous game Dark Souls 3.
0: And when you started playing Dark Souls again, did you get it off of a streaming service?
1: No, I bought it digitally over over PlayStation's, you know, digital store and I downloaded it to my PS4 and and I'm playing it straight from that. So it's the old traditional way of playing games.
0: Game Pass aims to upend that old traditional way. Instead of buying games a la carte, Aaron would pay a monthly fee to play anything in Microsoft's catalog. Ideally, the games he wanted to play, like Dark Souls, would be available exclusively on Game Pass. Exclusive content.
1: That's the whole play. It's exclusive. It's exclusive and you got to get on Xbox and Game Pass if you want to play it.
0: And one big way Microsoft gets that exclusive content? is by buying up other game studios. Last year, Microsoft bought ZeniMax, the company that owns hit games like Doom and The Elder Scrolls. But that deal would pale in comparison to the one it struck this week. After the break, Activision. This episode of The Journal is brought to you by KPMG. At KPMG, we make the difference. It's not just something we say, it's
1: what we do. We work closely with clients to uncover insights that illuminate opportunity, develop bold solutions that innovate industries, and create better outcomes driven by
0: data. Brighter insights, bolder solutions, better outcomes. It's how our people make the difference. KPMG make the difference. While Microsoft was out there acquiring video game studios, it had its eye on one studio in particular, Activision.
1: Activision is one of the giants of the industry. They have some of the, the biggest intellectual properties in gaming, things like Call of Duty. Time to earn your freedom, soldier. Guitar Hero. World of Warcraft. Captain! We can't weather this storm for long. Diablo, StarCraft, Crash Bandicoot, I could go on and on and on. I'm not, but it has some of the most valuable property in the gaming industry.
0: Microsoft had approached Activision in the past about a sale, according to people familiar with those talks. But the CEO of Activision, Bobby Kotick, hadn't been interested in selling. Then, in November, that changed. The revelations from this Wall Street Journal story are incredibly alarming. Well now, the Wall Street Journal reporting today that longtime CEO Bobby Kotick knew for years about these sexual misconduct allegations. The hot seat's getting hotter for Activision CEO Bobby Kotick after allegations that he was aware of sexual misconduct and harassment claims at his company for years and didn't inform the board. In November, the Wall Street Journal published a story detailing alleged sexual harassment at Activision. An earlier lawsuit in California had also raised concerns about harassment at the company. The allegations in the story were serious and included accusations of rape. The story also reported that CEO Kodak knew about many allegations across the company, but he didn't brief the board of directors about everything he knew. At the time, Activision said the journal's reporting gave a misleading view of the company and its CEO. Kodak said he was transparent with his board, which issued a statement supporting him. The reporting created a crisis for Activision. The company's stock fell. And that's when Microsoft saw its opportunity, according to people familiar with the deal.
1: So our understanding is that this deal really came together Following our reporting on some of the sexual harassment issues happening at the company, it caused a massive drop in their stock price. A lot of their gaming partners, including Microsoft, said, you need to shape up.
0: But at the same time, the bad news created an opening for Microsoft. The company approached Activision about a sale again. And this time... Activision was receptive. Publicly, Activision's board members had stood by coding. Privately, some were starting to get anxious, according to people familiar with the board. Employees and shareholders were upset. Some were calling for bigger changes at Activision. Selling to Microsoft seemed to offer a solution. Under the terms of the sale, Microsoft will buy Activision for $75 billion. So what was your first thought when you heard about the deal? Did it make sense to you?
1: It made all the sense in the world in terms of my understanding of what they need to do and what they want to do with Game Pass. I just didn't anticipate the level of commitment, the amount of money that they're willing to put into this. That was just jaw-dropping to spend $75 billion. That is triple what their highest acquisition they've ever done.
0: Right after the deal was announced yesterday, Aaron got on a call with Phil Spencer, Microsoft's gaming chief, and Bobby Kotick.
1: So I spent some time speaking with Phil and the Activision CEO, Bobby, about these workplace issues that we've reported on. Phil, he did really talk about, like, look, we have been discussing these issues with Activision, and... We are happy with the progress they're making. We see progress. And that has been fundamental to why we're deciding to go forward with this deal. Bobby, he said, of course, we've had our challenges like many companies, but they're not the magnitude that you claim we had.
0: According to people familiar with the matter, if the sale goes through, Kodak is expected to leave the company. The Activision board said in a statement that it didn't consider Kodak's status in approving the deal with Microsoft. In the call with Aaron, Kodak didn't specifically address his future at the company after the deal closes. But he said he told Microsoft he will be available to ensure the integration goes smoothly. And what will the sort of cloud of these allegations mean for Microsoft in this acquisition?
1: Well, I I think Microsoft is going to have a lot in its hands with Activision. Company cultures aren't something easily changed. And the way Microsoft handles a lot of these acquisitions is that they try to be a little hands-off because they bought the company for some secret sauce, something that really helped them succeed. So I'm guessing they're going to have to take a lot more care than they have with previous acquisitions because of these cultural issues. So we'll see how they handle that.
0: Are there any regulatory risks? Microsoft has the Xbox. It's been buying big gaming studios. Could this acquisition trigger some antitrust scrutiny?
1: Absolutely. It could trigger some antitrust scrutiny. Microsoft, for the past few Ten years has been completely outside a lot of that scrutiny that we've seen bubbling up over the past few years. The whole tech lash has completely bypassed Microsoft. They've done a very good job keeping out of the spotlight, and this could put them right back in.
0: But Aaron says the biggest risk may be that this new streaming future for games doesn't happen at all.
1: Microsoft is betting that it is going to be, more than ever in the past, a very significant player in gaming and original content that will be likely delivered through this gaming subscription service. That is the bet they're making, that they need the content to deliver this next generation way that people consume video games. But if the market isn't there, that's a lot of money. That's a hell of a lot of money to spend on something that's not there.
0: That's all for today, Wednesday, January 19th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode from Ben Fritz, Kirsten Grind, Kara Lombardo, and Sarah Needleman. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.